I am Jeff Luther and the host of your new favorite podcast, The Inspector Alliance. This is where we'll peel back the curtain and get behind successful service industry businesses to see just what makes them tick. We're going to focus around the home inspection business. That's what I've built. I've owned it for a little over 20 years now. But we'll also include other service businesses that might parallel ours so we can learn more. But the more we know, the better off we are. All right, we're back with another fun episode. Um, this one is going to be, this one's interesting to me. I, uh, a lot of the stuff that I, that I talk about here have in the past is somewhat theoretical about how, how, I, uh, how I run my business, how, how I think. Um, but this one I'm going to actually get very real and uh, kind of allow all of you into my business a little bit. Um, getting vulnerable. I just had a conversation yesterday with someone about vulnerability and vulnerability is tough. It's hard. It's hard to be vulnerable, but a lot of times when we can let go and be vulnerable, that's, that's where we, that's where we grow. Um, so I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to ask for input here, at least for comments. Um, now this is already, this is, this, it's about complaints or callbacks. Now, look, we do 5,000 of these things or so a year. So, callbacks or complaints are part of our business. The only way I know for sure to stop complaints or to stop callbacks is to shut our doors and close the business. And that's something I'm not willing to do. So it's part of the business. We use it to grow. We try to try to get a positive out of each one of these, but you know, it's, it's no fun. Um, I'm a member of several different Facebook groups and a lot of, you know, the inspector oriented stuff. I'll pick inspector specifically because I know most about that business. But the way that complaints are handled are usually an effort to figure out why we're right, why what we did is right, why we wouldn't have done something, why we shouldn't have done something, why we shouldn't be held accountable for something. Um, and what I think sometimes might get lost is when we do that, we're telling the other person how wrong they are. Um, and a lot of times for us, we try to figure out how did this happen? Is it, uh, is it something where um, expectations weren't met? Were expectations not met because it's outside of the standards? Were expectations not met because we didn't observe something we should or shouldn't have observed? Were expectations not met because we didn't explain the rules of the game properly before we booked the inspection? Were expectations not met because we weren't on our A game when we did the inspection? Or were expectations not met because they were simply unrealistic? All of these things, and we could go on and on, but the reality is when expectations aren't met, really regardless for the reason or the circumstance, it dilutes the experience. When expectations aren't met, it takes away from the experience. And that's what we want to avoid. We want to have a great experience every inspection, every time. That's the idea. And now sometimes I, I've, I can feel the cynics out there. Sometimes we enhance that experience or make sure there's not a, a negative experience by choosing not to work with certain people because we know we can't meet their expectations on a great experience. Sometimes it's just not going to happen. So um, with that, I will kind of dive right in here. Here's the scenario. We have we have intake forms. We have, have uh, a call log or a callback form when people call and there's a callback. We don't label them as a complaint because all callbacks are the same, right? Um, and we do an intake, a quick intake. And the idea to do the quick intake 
is because we want the folks that are answering our phones to focus on serving our, our clients and setting up inspections. When we call and we have a complaint or a callback, they're not really equipped to handle that callback or come to resolution. So we don't want that person to have to repeat this process again. So we do it as quickly as we can, pass that information on to someone that's more equipped to handle that complaint or handle that, that callback or that question. And they can hash out the details with the claimant. Um, in this instance, it was, uh, it was, a referral source that had called back kind of on behalf of their client. Um, we want to take the information as quickly as possible. And I'll, I'll try to share my screen here. All right. So if you look here, uh, this is our in, intake form just happened the other day uh, or the inspection just, sorry, did not happen the other day, happened in May. Um, buyer's agent called states the home has four HVAC systems, only three are mentioned in the report. The fourth is in a different part. So when they went to negotiate uh, with the seller, they only mentioned the three units. Now they're outside of their due diligence. They've closed and they want they want some help here. Um, so that's the that's the initial complaint. Look, we negotiated for three units successfully. Had we known there were four, we would have negotiated for the fourth. So now it's time for us to start doing some work on our end, right? Um, of course, you know, the, the first thing you want to do is you go to that inspection report. Um, let's see. Pull that report up and in the observations or recommendations. First thing that, that I see is uh, the AC systems. They're near the end of their life expectancy. Um, location, all AC systems, 19, 17, 21, and 25 years old. What's the task? They need to prepare for replacement. Apparently they all worked. That's going to be in a separate section of the report. Apparently they all worked. Timeframe's going to be unpredictable. They're between 1500 and 3000 bucks per system. This clearly indicates there are four systems, right? Now, of course we could argue the expense and how much they're going to be. This, this can range all over the board. Um, So that is our, now you have two pieces of information. We have, we have the complaint. We have what was on the report as a recommendation. And that's just to highlight, as you saw in there, it's an 83 page report. So I'm sure that it's other places in the inspection report. Um, okay. So asking the referral source, a couple of questions. Okay. Why did you think that there were only three systems. It's kind of outlined in a couple of spots in the report. There were four. Uh, I just want to understand what our, what your expectations were and where we didn't meet those. So tell me, help me understand why you thought there were only three systems. Um, let's see. So I'll share my screen again here and go through the actual inspection report. Let's see. So we'll go. And this is just another, another page of the inspection report. This is just the description page. Um, as you see here, we go to the AC system for the second floor and the picture there is above it. Uh, AC system for the basement picture. There is above it. AC system for the master bedroom closet picture. There is above it. And then the AC system for, uh, sorry, the pictures go, go the opposite direction. There was one for the, for the first floor. And then there was one, a picture for the second floor, a picture for the basement, 
and then a picture for that master bedroom closet. Uh, the reality is we have three pictures here and by their own admission, the agent admitted, Hey, I, I flipped through the report. I saw three pictures. I saw three different AC units. My client saw three pictures, three different AC units. So that's how we came to the conclusion. There were only three during the negotiation. The challenge is that now the agent has asked for three. They are in fact four. Their client takes no ownership in the agreement. There were three and the client is upset with the agent that there is a fourth that they couldn't negotiate for. So let's, let's look at our, at our standards here. Um, we follow the ASHI standards of practice. So we'll take a look and, uh, and see what those standards say about the AC systems. Um, I think you all kind of, or may, I think you all may know where I'm going with this. So if we go to the air conditioning, the inspector shall open readily accessible panels. We did that. Inspect central and permanently installed cooling equipment. Obviously we did that. We came to the conclusion that, that it was at the end of its useful life and they needed to prepare for replacement. Inspect the distribution systems, which we did that. We described the energy source, which we did that. We described the cooling systems, which we did that. Um, nothing in here indicates we're required to take photos. Uh, nothing in here indicates we're required to you know, state specifically the number of units, although we inspected each one. There's a, a description of each one. Um, so going back to our inspection report, go back to that one description that I had earlier. See if I can share my screen again. I'm sure I've made a mockery of this whole screen sharing thing. Technology is great until it's in my hands and then uh, I can... I can really make, I can really muck it up. Um, but if we go back to this inspection report, you know, we've had the pictures there. We listed the systems as well. And then ironically enough, we also have the capacity listed. So we had it in our observations and recommendations. And the recommendation was to prepare for replacement. We also had it in the description, what the capacity was for each of these different units. So it's there multiple times. Um, following the ASHI standards, what I'd like to think is what could we have done different? What could we have done better? What do we need to adjust so this doesn't happen again? And where did we not meet our own expectations in not having a great experience all the way around for the client, the agent, the referring source, whomever it may be. So, uh, I know what the outcome is here because it's, uh, it's of course, you know, a company that I'm intimately involved in and we've already gotten to that part of the process, but I thought it would be fun to show the before and show the after. So I'm showing the upfront. Um, I guess what I'm interested in, and then our next episode is going to be the conclusion here, what we decided to do, what the outcome was. I'm, I'd be interested to hear what the comments are regarding this issue. So I'll summarize this thing. And for those of you that are, uh, that are listening and didn't have the benefit of, of the, the YouTube video, um, where we show the screens, we did an inspection. There were four H four HVAC units at this home, three, uh, I'm sorry, four HVAC units at this home, all four were beyond their intended design life. 
It was recommended in the report that they would be replaced. It lists the years of each unit, and there were four. Shows that each of them is going to cost between $1,500 and $3,000 to be replaced. And in several different areas, it describes four separate systems. However, there was only a picture of three systems in the report. The agent and the buyers negotiated with the sellers to have three systems replaced. They were operating as though there were only three. They close on the property. They get to the property and realize there are actually four pieces of equipment. They go back, they come back to us and say, hey, you told us there were three, but in fact, there's four. We would like help negotiating the fourth. We review the report with them. And they realize, you know, in fact, there are four. I didn't, there are clearly four listed in the report. I didn't read the report thoroughly. Shame on me. Can you still help me out? Because my clients are upset with me. So that's where it's left. And our next episode, I'll walk through what we decided to do as a company, why, and what the, what the outcome was. Um, and I'll look forward to hearing reports between now and then or hearing comments between now and then from all of you about you know, what you would have done way in here. Um, and if you see a, an area just in this limited piece of information where we made a mistake or we could have done better, I would really love to hear that. And maybe even what you would do in your business. So uh, I'll definitely look forward to that. And, um, and as, as you all usually are, continue to be kind in your comments, right? Because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting pretty exposed here showing some of the complaints in our business and also talking about what we might do as a result. Um, and I'll really look forward to this. And until next time, um, if you like what you're, what you're seeing here, I hope that it's helpful. Click that subscribe button down there. You can subscribe to our podcast here. And I hope this helps. And uh, if there's anything I can do for you in the interim, please let me know. And I'll look forward to, to seeing you next time.